comes the bride with a knife that's one inch wide. Where is the groom dead in the dressing room? Stabbed in the heart because death do us part. Hello and welcome to a mini-sode of Death to His Part. I'm Jeremy. I'm Nick. He's back. <laughs> As we're talking about his TV ignoring pet peeves. Of course, uh, if you listen to the episode that preceded this about his wife just completely ignoring him and the television, but still being able to completely absorb all the information. Really, it kind of sounds like your complaint's just uh, an excess of intellect on your wife's part. <laughs> <laughs> She's just smarter than me, let's be honest. <laughs> so so we uh, we have here a list, since, since your pet peeve was related to television shows, and your murder and your story were inspired by some TV shows, uh, a list of TV shows uh, that caused murders, at least uh, indirectly, perhaps. The first one here was uh, caused by American Horror Story. Uh, all right, we have, uh, let's see, two people, Brittany J. Dwyer. This is also a, a list from listverse.com, I'll, I'll note that, um, called the Top Ten Murders, which I don't think we'll go over all of them, because one of them was actually the murder you chose yep. uh, to cover um, this week. So we have Brittany J. Dwyer uh, and her friend Bernadette Burns, and supposedly they were they were inspired by the anthology series American Horror Story, which is fucking awesome. I might say so myself. <laughs> yeah, it's starting to fall off towards the end. I, I haven't watched the uh, what was it nineteen eighty? Yeah, I, we. I don't think we ended up finishing it because I'll we even finish going, it. Yeah. Oh, I did finally get we'll through get Apocalypse, it, yeah. which which I actually like quite a bit, but not nearly as much as half of the other ones. Yeah. First season still the best. First season is, is still the best, <laughs> hands down. It's hard to beat that. Apparently they signed on for three more years, but I digress. Three more years? Yeah. Or, or... So, sometimes you just got to stop while you're ahead. Yeah. As uh, Brittany and her friend Bernadette should have stopped, but uh, they had planned to rob her grandfather, Brittany Lynn Dwyer's grandfather. His name was Robert Whitwell. First of all, if you got a name Dwyer... Like uh, from Parks and Rec, maybe you shouldn't be trying to commit murders. But um, <laughs> they, uh, Brittany, went into the house planning to murder her grandfather, and her and her friend Bernadette were going to steal his life savings of one hundred and ten thousand dollars. She texted her friend um, as she looked through family photos with her grandfather, um, and she said, I, "I can't go through with it. I mean, all that nostalgia, all that family love. He was eighty-one years old, which." By today's standards, isn't really that old. Um, so she was prepared to take his life away. Her friend Bernadette encouraged her, and she texted her back, it's done. Then she went and washed some dishes, menial chore. Uh, her friend came into the house, and they searched and searched, but they could not find the $110,000 they killed him for. They ended up stealing $1,000, two digital cameras, and some collectible coins. His body was found three days later, and both of the women were arrested. So I think the story here is don't murder someone with a Dwyer, because they're probably not that smart. Right. <laughs> uh, her lawyer actually cited uh, in his defense of Dwyer that the pop his in quotes the popular series American Horror Story explores humankind's capacity for evil and general obsession with crime and murder. I guess as a point to say like. She was influenced by <laughs> the media. I don't know. There are millions of people who watch the show. They're not all murderers. So right. I think that's a little bit on you, Dwyer. 
<laughs> and you didn't find the money. That's the, I feel like that's the worst part out of all of it. It's like they did all this and didn't get anything out of it. <laughs> the, uh, the next one on this list was inspired by Breaking Bad, which was actually the one that you covered. Yep. Uh, with Stefan, Stefano Breezy, who uh, dissolved and tried to eat someone. So if you didn't listen to our regular episode, <laughs> please go back and um, you'll, you'll, you'll hear us talk about the ham hocks for a poor police officer. So go listen. All right. The next one here was inspired by Criminal Minds. They have a photo of a man holding up a USA flag with a Nazi symbol on it. This one should just be a joy. (laughs) The man's name is Jeffrey Hall. He's a white supremacist who, I guess, voluntarily patrolled the U.S.-Mexico border. Nobody fucking asked him to. He just decided that was, you know, what he wanted to do. He was part of the National Socialist Movement, which is a group of neo-Nazis. Fucking hate Nazis. Have you ever watch uh, um, the Blues Brothers? Seen that movie? Um, it's been long time ago. Yeah, long, long time ago. But I love that one of the subplots in that movie is that they're like in line and the Nazis, the neo Nazis, are having a march. And they're like, yeah, they're having a march, so you got to wait until they're done, then you can drive through in Chicago. And they both look at each other like, man, I fucking hate Nazis. And they, they peel around the cars and just drive through the march and they all jump in and they, they pursue them. Well, on that tangent, great movie. If you haven't seen it. Um, so yes, Jeffrey Hall, uh, he had just hosted a neo-Nazi group meeting at his house. He went into his living room, take a good old nap, you know, after some anti-Semitism. Uh, you know, nobody likes anything better than taking a good nap. Uh, but his 10-year-old son, Joseph, took Jeffrey's gun. Well, this is like poetic justice here. Um, and shot his father. Clearly, maybe, clearly he wasn't an anti-Semite. <laughs> so, as was reported, uh, um, and Joseph told the police that he watched an episode of CBS's Criminal Minds, where a young boy was not arrested for killing his abusive father. Hey, man, go... So far, I'm rooting for Jeffrey, right. by the way, as the story progresses. Uh, so he killed his own father because he didn't think he'd be arrested. Right. I mean, his dad's a neo-Nazi. <laughs> Pretty, yeah, not, not too bad. I mean, there's obviously something else going on than just the neo-Nazi part. Some abuse going on. It, possibly. But possibly. Uh, the son, Joseph, was developmentally disabled. Um, and he in the interrogation, he just simply stated to the police that... He, sh- I shot dad. I shot dad. Hmm. Like, not a big deal. Yeah. Not a lot of emotion behind it. He didn't really seem to understand. Um, so, you know, 10 year old understands death. My kids are already understanding death. Um, I said 10 years old, right? Did I just make that up in my head? I thought I saw that. Anyway, so. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, 10 year old. Okay. I, I see it. I, I knew I said it, it but I couldn't yeah. find it again nah. <laughs> in the notes. Uh, yeah, so my kids understand, you know, partially. So it makes sense that he might have some developmental disabilities. Uh, so it was discovered that before the murder, Jeffrey brought his son to the border and taught him how to shoot. So a little bit on the neo-Nazi, right? Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Um, in 2013, Joseph was convicted of second degree murder and sentenced to 10 years in a juvenile detention center. So it didn't follow quite the same as Criminal Minds, because he was caught and uh, he didn't get put in jail, technically, but he did have to serve time. 
The next one here is motivated by Dexter. Are you a Dexter fan? I I was a fan of Dexter at the beginning. I've only watched I, like the first two, maybe three seasons. You're good. And then I just fell off. Yeah, you're good. That's it. That's I mean, it. Those are the best more, ones. How much more can you do with that? Well, you, you, you had like eight seasons. I'm, right? I'm sure you've heard of the ending. Like the, the uh, ending of I the whole series may have years he ago. He drives a boat into a tornado and they're just like some offshore storm. And it's you basically think that, the end of Sons of Anarchy. Well, you think that he's dead. Yeah, well, yeah, no, but it's it, the but the worst part is like it would have been better if it just ended there. Like he drives off and he he. Bo- oh, I'm sorry, that's not the climate. No, 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 no. He he boats off into the sun into the the storm, and you would think like, oh, okay, all right, that's it, that's the end of it. No, then they do a future shot, and he's in the woods with a big old burly beard and this flannel jacket, and he became a lumberjack. And he's just cutting wood in uh, in a forest. And he no longer has the bloodlust to kill people. The, that's where it ends. That's literally how it ends. That's disappointing. It was like, I'm glad why I even put that extra scene in there? Oh, oh man, it was <laughs> the last season. I just I wasn't huge on to begin with. The but... reason I stopped watching that it made me feel weird and uncomfortable. Oh yeah, yeah. like his disassociative behavior. Right, right. You know his lack of emotion. I'm like, I don't. I just. Like I'll get really into TV shows yeah. and like, like I feel what the characters are feeling. I'm like I don't like this feeling, so I'm gonna stop watching. Oh the show. man, you're so funny. It's totally the opposite Weird. with Laura. Laura was like, Laura was all about that the the disassociation of like. Oh, that's <laughs> and then but then in like the, the middle seasons, he starts to kind of get feelings and he starts yeah, to kind of yeah, like get, get that. And then and then that was when Laura got turned off by it. She's like, no, <laughs> like he's supposed to be a sociopath that just doesn't care. Like what the heck? You know, he's getting feelings in a family and yeah, all thirty this. some years of life. It's yeah. Like Suddenly, no, no, it's uh, kids will kids will do that to you, kids right? Fuck yeah, man. Ruin his good thing he had going. All right, so let's get back. So Dexter, as you can imagine, has inspired m- more than more than one murder. Well, I'm sure. I'm sure. Plenty. Time span in its existence, I should say. If they're as good as he was, then and it, well, no, not not as good as he was because there's an article about yeah, right. This one uh, wasn't. This year, the specific one in this uh, this list. In 2014, a 17-year-old by the name of Stephen Miles stabbed his girlfriend, Elizabeth, in the back of her head and then cut up her body. Just one year before this, a care home worker, Mark Howe, killed his mother, Katrina Wardle, after becoming obsessed with Dexter. The Was it Showtime? The Showtime show. Yeah. Apparently, he argued with her about his cannabis use. (laughs) (laughs) And I guess that was just enough. <laughs> he waited until Warder went to bed and then stabbed her 53 times. Mm-hmm. Not once, twice, okay. 53 times. Okay. With such force that the tip of his 30 centimeter, which is 12 inches, knife was bent. So clearly he was hitting some bones. Bones are quite strong um, and dense. So yeah, it's a lot of stabbing. Eek. A lot of force. Yeah, that's that's... Then he just went to work the next day. But I guess uh, he wasn't quite as emotionless as Dexter. He called his uh, sister and confessed to the murder. Mm. So, thanks a lot, Dexter. Yeah, good job. <laughs> I mean, if you think about all the show, American Horror Story, there's a lot of weird, paranormal, strange things. Um, Game of Thrones, a lot of murder, blood. 
But yeah. Dexter's about a serial killer. Yeah. And getting away but, with it for years. Yeah, but the thing the thing is, is like these these people don't seem like they're doing it the same light as Dexter. You know, Dexter always had that these are bad people. I only kill bad people. This is how I get. I have this. I have this issue, but I'm I'm using it in the right way. Sounds like yeah. these people are just murdering them and just chopping I them up. Like this, Dexter. this list doesn't seem to capture that. And I do right. remember reading about someone who like waited for someone who they considered was bad, oh, killed him okay. in uh, like a, was it a shipping container. He had he had the walls covered yeah. in plastic yeah. as okay. Dexter does, and you know he he did the whole thing. See, that's the that's the that's Dexter not on this list. So this for. list we can already downgrade to a B minus. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> not capturing that. <laughs> Let's move on to the Jerry Springer show. <laughs> uh, I remember show on the planet. I remember I was quite young. I was at a friend's house, and I think his grandma was there watching the Jerry Springer show, and she had enough thought to, to say, "Can you? Can, are you allowed to watch this?" Because my friend, I guess, was. It was like, I don't know, watch the Terminator. She's like, yeah, you can watch this. But I watched like the TV version. It was on TV, so all the oh yeah, yeah. Were right, right, and, right, all that stuff. Yeah. And so it was still violent, but very different, the Jerry very Springer so. show. Yeah. I went home, and man, my mom ripped me a new one. And I was like, yeah, we watched Jerry Springer this morning. Also, I didn't sleep at all last night. <laughs> she was like, what? That show was not for kids. Oh, man, I remember any time that show came on when I was home, and my mom would just be like, get that garbage off the TV, like every single time. <laughs> You're just hoping to catch a glimpse of some side boob. Yeah, you know. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that show can be really complicated. Uh, but I guess on one episode, things went a little too far on their secret mistresses confronted. Hey, come on, who's going to... Why fucking do this? Put right? these people on stage together. Anyway, oh, man. so on air, uh, Springer informed this, this woman, Nancy, for the first time that um, Ralph uh, and Eleanor which was uh, her uh, ex-husband, had gotten married. And I guess they had a relationship before this. Uh, things got violent on stage. Viewers thought they were watching just another episode. No one expected that this violence, that the three, um, would carry on after the show. So soon after this, this episode actually aired, uh, apparently Nancy went to Rolf and Eleanor, who, who had gotten married, uh, Rolf being her ex-husband, Eleanor, the previous mistress, um, she showed up at their house while their episode was airing on television. Oh, God. <laughs> so they're sitting down watching the show, thinking this crazy old ex-wife, and who's at the fucking door? Here, here comes Nancy. <laughs> uh, I guess after the show, too, Nancy and Eleanor had court orders saying they had access to the house. Not sure how that works. Right. Anyway, the fighting started after after she went to the house. Uh, maybe she still had some stuff there. I'm not sure. Uh, a neighbor heard screaming, called the police, but by that time, uh, the deed was already done. Rolf was charged with second-degree murder and received a life sentence for beating his ex-wife, Nancy. So, let's review. Yeah, right. <laughs> the shit started on the show. Clearly, didn't resolve it. Thanks a lot, Jerry Springer. <laughs> they go home, anything, back the to pot. their lives. Nancy confronts them. I guess, uh, I don't know what she was planning to do, but um, it turned into her being severely beaten and murdered. Jerry, Jerry, Jerry. Yep. (laughs) All right, let's see. uh, Megan wants to be a millionaire. 
This mini sounds getting no, long. Megan wants a millionaire. Oh, Megan wants a millionaire. Uh, 2009 VH1 show. I, I certainly didn't fucking watch this show. <laughs> you hear about any of this stuff? No. I like how this this article describes uh, Ryan Jenkins as a smooth operator. <laughs> oh, God. I can't. <laughs> I can't deal. I can't deal with this reality TV crap. <laughs> no. No. We started watching this Netflix reality show, uh, Love is Blind. I told you about it. Yeah, 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 yeah. You mentioned We that. haven't gotten back to it. No. <laughs> I don't think we're going to. After five no. days of talking to someone without seeing them, people are proposing to each other. It's fucking insane. It's just ridiculous. So I guess uh, as the smooth operator, Ryan Jenkins, spontaneously married a swimsuit model and was sent home from the show. So I, I guess that wasn't according to the plan of the show. However, uh, weeks after that, their marriage was annulled, not unsurprisingly. And uh, Jasmine Fior, the person he married, the swimsuit model, her body was found stuffed in a suitcase and thrown into a trash bin. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, they should have kept the show rolling because this shit got very surprising. Right? Uh, her teeth and fingers were removed. Oh my God. Thanks a lot, VH1. Um, she was in such a poor condition that she could only be identified by the serial number on her breast implants. Oh my god! I bet you Jenkins didn't think about that when he murdered her and removed her yeah, identifying no way. features. First, I didn't really even know that they had serial numbers on them. Yeah, it was like a silicone bag, right? I mean, I guess it makes yeah, I sense, but I never... Market... <laughs> Well, now you know. <laughs> Never saw that. What's that other show? Uh, like botched. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. Botched Bo- bodies. Yes. Uh, like that. Botched up. Uh, oh man, I can't. I know what you're More talking trash about. Trash TV. Like, yeah, exactly. We all love. We all love our trash TV. <laughs> so there was a huge manhunt for for Jenkins, uh, Ryan Jenkins, uh, in British Columbia, and he was found dead due to suicide. He hung himself in a motel room in Canada, and that was the end of Ryan Jenkins. Is there anything else we have to say about reality shows except for that? No, no, I think... uh... (laughs) Uh, The the rest of the season was canceled. Oh, man. Stupid stuff. Yeah. All right, almost there. Uh, My Sister Sam, another show that I am not familiar with. Nope. Uh, This is back in the 1980s. Oh, well, that makes sense. So, for, for years, this show um, had a very obsessed fan by the name of Robert Bardot. Um, he had written the star of the show, um, Rebecca Schaefer, and he even attempted to get inside the set at one point. So, big fan, a little bit of a stalker, however. Yeah, just a touch. He even hired a private investigator to locate Schaefer's address so he could find her more easily than trying to break into a television studio set. Uh, He showed up at her apartment. Uh, When she opened the door, she signed an autograph for him and then politely asked him to leave. So that probably, that that really went quite well for him. Right. Yeah. As far as stalkers go, he probably should have just quit while he was ahead, taken his little win, his signature and split. But uh, he didn't leave. He waited a little bit. He knocked again. Um, she thought it was someone else uh, because she was actually expecting a script to be delivered. And then when she opened the door, Bardo shot and killed her 
uh, with a 357 Magnum. Oh, I've, I've shot one of those. That's, that's, it's a hefty pistol. Yeah, yeah. He was arrested the next day. And when his trial came along, he was persecuted by none other than Marsha Clark. Oh, boy. So at least she had one success before <laughs> the O.J. Simpson trial got fucked up. Oh, man. All right, this next one is a little bit more recent. It's about The Voice. And I do recall hearing about this in the news. Yeah, I was uh, shocked. One of the contestants, uh, Christina Grimmie, she was YouTube famous. She actually had 3.9 million subscribers uh, when this uh, article on Listverse was written. Um, she was a contestant. Um, she got four chair turns. If you, you've seen the show, right? Yeah, yeah. They all turned around because she was that fantastic. She came in third place in 2014, which is pretty strong, pretty strong showing. Uh, she got signed to a record deal and had, of course, many, many fans, uh, one of which was Kevin James Voible of St. Petersburg, Florida. He was just absolutely infatuated with Christina Grimmie. And he, he would tell his co-workers, he worked at Best Buy, uh, that he was going to marry her. But, you know, you're working at Best Buy. I'm like, oh, man, I'd marry her. Yeah, whatever, big deal. She's a good-looking good looking person, successful. But if you're being a fucking creep about it, yep, and you're convinced you are going to marry her, well, eventually his love turned sour. Uh, apparently, he wasn't in a position to marry her. So instead, after one of her concerts, um, not long after the end of The Voice, um, just a couple years, uh, he shot her during a fan meet and greet. Uh, Grooming's brother actually was there. His name is Marcus, and he tackled him, um, but he was able to break free and fatally shoot himself. So, I that that uh... Kevin Loyable escaped judgment by ending his own life. So that's uh, that's all we got today for our mini sode. I don't know what the the lesson is here, but reality, watch, reality TV is messed reality up. Reality TV show seems to fuck up more people. <laughs> first of all, but if you're watching a violent show, show about murders, listening to our podcast, just tether yourself in reality, right? <laughs> and uh, keep your issues between you and your therapist instead of being a crazy fan. Uh, maybe I should quit this podcast. I don't have that many fans. So I'm, I'm safe. <laughs> but uh, talk it out. Find someone to talk to. Yep. Instead of committing some heinous crime that you think will uh, set you apart. Man. Anything else? No. Yeah. TV shows? No. Yeah. Go enjoy some, some Witcher. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> killing monsters. There's nothing wrong with killing monsters. There you go. Yep. Dexter killed monsters too, though, so I don't, I don't know where we stand. <laughs> but uh, that's all we got today, so uh, go watch some TV and uh, keep your murderous tendencies to yourself. 